Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hello, everyone. This is Paul from Stark Strength and Conditioning, Stark CrossFit, and I am here with Jill. Baczynski. Baczynski. That's I, how you say it? That's how you say it. Okay. I didn't know that. I know. I was going to make you sweat a bit and yeah. try it. Okay. I, I was going to put a z in there, but nope. Baczynski. It's a ch. Okay. Ch. CZ. Come on. CZ. Okay. So, yes, here with Jill Baczynski. Very good. Thanks. And, um, yeah, she is the director of... Community events? Community. Yeah. Are you sure? Is that a question? Is that... Yes. At Cranked Energy. So, uh, yeah, we're, we'll find out a little bit more about her and about what she does there for Cranked. But personal life, let us let us know everything about you, Jill. <laughs> no, do you want to get here? Three, two, one, and go. Uh, well, I was born on the day that Paul almost died. That's a whole other story that yeah. we just found out today. Yeah. Um, I am actually do Cranked Energy as a side hustle. So my regular life, I'm the director of operations in a financial services company. And is that is, putting everyone that to sleep already? <laughs> <laughs> My sister always says that I send a lot of emails and tell people what to do all day, and that's basically what I do. Okay. And I do it really well. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I've, I graduated from commerce and went into financial services. Super exciting. Um, and I recently started at, at Cranked Energy with Cheryl. In last October, I guess, I started officially working with her. Okay. I like to say that I was a consultant for her before that. Yeah. Um, but officially started working with her last October. So how'd you get how'd you get hooked up with Cheryl? Uh, well, Cheryl and I went to Commerce together years and years and years ago, um, and then we reconnected over her Cranked Energy bars because they're so yummy. Awesome. And we started um, just hanging out and you know trying out a lot of fitness related events that she was sponsoring or involved with because of her business, Cranked Energy. And, uh, yeah, she basically found out I was that person that if you want to try something out, you ask me. And I said, sure. I don't even know what that is, but let's, try, let's go try it. So we just started hanging out a lot and doing a lot of events. And then we started working out together at the rink um, about a year ago. And so we saw each other three or four times a week in the morning. And I kind of became her consultant for the business. She'd ask me things. I'd give her suggestions and ideas, and we just talked through a lot of stuff. And then last October, um, she was decided she wanted to start community events, and she ran one and realized that it was a lot of work. <laughs> a hell of a lot of work. Yeah, yeah to get it organized. And um, just after that, she went on vacation, and she came back with this wonderful idea that maybe I could work for Cranked. So she reached out and said, hey, what would it take to get you on board doing this kind of in your spare time? And I said, I would love to. And that's, you know, the rest is kind of history. Cool. So you've done how many events now on your own? Well, we've done two community events. We're trying to do them quarterly. Okay. Uh, so we did one last December at Stark. And then we did uh, one in October um, at Brick House. And we'll have one coming up probably quarter one before the quarter is over. Um, but then in addition to that, my role kind of grew to include all sponsorships and donations and then other community events that Cheryl wanted to do or be involved in. So we've done everything from donating a little library to a school in, in um, central Winnipeg to um, supporting Janelle, who runs 50 kilometers every week, um, things like that. So anything that Cheryl wants to get involved in, we do. 
cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So you filter all those things and just kind of like look at them and give them on to Cheryl or how does that work? Yeah, there's a couple of ways things come in. Um, if you want to reach me to reach out to get Cranked involved in your event or get a donation or sponsorship, you can email events at crankedenergy.com. So anything that comes there, I handle. So um, also anything that comes to Cheryl that she feels like I should be handling, she'll just flip it over to me and then... Here you go. <laughs> exactly. It's become a lot more than simply this quarterly events. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of take off her plate whatever she doesn't um, have time to work on or where her value add isn't. So I really love the organization of it and um, planning. So it's kind of a match made in heaven, really. And that's pretty much what you do at work all day anyways is like, you know, yeah. Happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> basically it's organization and, you know, keeping everything moving all at the same time. You can have 25 things on the go, but as long as you're pushing everything forward towards whatever end date you have, um, that's kind of where, yeah, I get energy from. I always say, you know, the more you do, the more you can do. And I love a full plate. So bring it on. Like Cheryl's like, do you think we can do this? And I'm like, yeah, for sure. Send it to me. I'll get it done. Like, that's just kind of my mindset in any and every aspect of life. And so adding this second job and doing all everything else that I do in my life is like, hmm, okay, I actually do have time for this. It's great. So you're pretty A-type then. Like you've got like everything dialed in to the minute. Basically, yeah. My to-do list has times on it generally. Like I like to see how efficient I actually can be. Um, it's kind of a challenge for me and how many things I can fit in my day. And I think a lot of people get overwhelmed with what they have on their plates. And really, if you kind of, for, for me, what works is just stopping and saying, like, how can I get the things that are important done first? And then everything else can fall into place. Um, I think you have a, people have a lot more time than they realize. Um, I know social media takes us away for a lot of our part of our day. Um, but I really like taking things on and just kind of seeing how I can fit it into my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, good attitude to have. I know I'm not as great as delegating as maybe Cheryl would be <laughs> and uh, definitely find it tougher. I, I have the mentality more of like, you know, I'll, I'll try to get it done or I don't want to burden someone with it. And I know that's, it, it, it's been different being like a coach and then going into being a business owner versus, you know, having that mentality of like, you know, using using employees at your disposal, not not in a bad way, but like, you know, just giving the people that that are good at certain things, giving them those tasks and making sure that the right people are doing the right things or you're not getting the wrong people doing, you know, things they shouldn't be doing. I told, you know, I've been a leader um, in my job for, oh God, a long time. And something that I used to think was, you know, if everything falls apart when I'm gone, that shows that I'm really valuable. And what I came to realize is if, every, if everything goes really smoothly when I'm not there, that shows how valuable I am. Because I have built a team that can take on anything while I'm gone and keep the business running. Yeah. And that comes from delegation. And really, I think, giving people, em, empowering people to do take on different things and things that they really love can really help build that team and build their sense of um, importance in whatever you're building, right? Like, it's you do feel initially like you're asking people to take on too much, but people love to do that. They love that you recognize a skill in them and it's something that they want to build and that you can build them in conjunction with that. So while it takes a lot of time on the front end to make sure that those people are doing what you want them to do, how you want them to do it, to build your brand or your business, 
ultimately long term, it's such a good investment. And I, it took me a long, long time to learn that I couldn't do everything myself. Yeah. And that's what Cheryl, I think, came to realize last year. And she's like, these are things I really hate to do. And Jill loves to do them and is really good at them. The other day, she, I sent her a text that was probably like three scrolls long about all of the updates and all of the things that we have going on. And she's, she said, could I just have an ounce of your organizational skills? And I said, no, because then you wouldn't need me. Like, that's the whole point. That's funny. Because yeah. I, I, I think of Cheryl as being like really dialed in and organized. She is. So if you're she like is. That nice I'm just the shit, hyper yeah. <laughs> organized person. So, and Organization on steroids. Kind of, yeah. But that's how I work best. And I think a lot of people work really well, and they say this about kids a lot, is under structure and under routine. And that's how we get stuff done, is because I really know what I need to do every day and can fit it in. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So with your community events, what is the goal for the community events for Cranked? The, the goal is really to get people out, trying something new, um, in, at Cranked, we really, we're not just promoting athletes um, or fitness fanatics, people like that. We're really promoting a lifestyle. We want people to get out, get moving, realize how good they can feel when they get their body moving, when they're involved in events, um, feeding off other people's energy. And that's really what, what we want to do, is just expose people to people, other people in the community that may be doing things that you've never tried. Um, and just getting moving and, you know, improving your lifestyle, really. Getting healthier and, and getting better. Yeah, we had, uh, when we did the the event here uh, for Cranked in, when was that? December. 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 Mm -hmm. Feels like so long ago I know. already. It was so much fun. But uh, there were some really fit people that came out, which was awesome. And then there were some people that were, like, just getting off the couch that came out. And I know there was, um, there was a, a gentleman by the name of John who ended up coming out. And it was awesome having him in there busting his butt and he was just working as hard as everyone else. And uh, I'm so glad that he made it out because, you know, it's, it is tough to try new things and people get nervous about it. And I was just showing Jill part of a video that I was starting to create yesterday with one of our members um, about that and like someone being in the pre-contemplation stage. And like, it was really cool just seeing him come out and, you know, maybe you can't do everything that people who have been training for years are doing, but, you know, you can still push yourself and, and have a good time and connect with other people and, you know, that might keep you motivated and, and, you know, make it feel like at least you're just not on your own when you're doing this stuff. Exactly. And I think um, even people that have been in fitness for a long time trying something new or even just going to a different gym where they know no one, yeah. um, that's what we really want to get people out and doing because if you come to one of these events, you will meet for sure, make connections with people that you will keep um, and you can reach out to them when you want to go to an event. Maybe you don't want to go by yourself, but you thought, hey, I met this person at Stark, and, you know, they're a member there, and maybe I want to try it out. So reach out to them or make a connection with them and come back and try it out. And maybe CrossFit's not your thing, but maybe a boot camp is. Or yeah. maybe you meet someone here that does something else, a triathlon or swims or, Trail you know, whatever. yoga, yeah. anything. Yeah. And um, it really, there's something to be said, and I think this is what CrossFit does really well, is for that feeling you get when you've gone through a tough workout and challenge yourself with that group of people. There's just an Im immediate bond that you have with everybody in the room. We did a workout this morning before we started this podcast, and, you know, everybody after that was, like, best friends. It's because you got through something. <laughs> Well, Not during, but shout out Paul, yeah. other Paul, um, who was my partner and gave me the, you know, death glance every once in a while. Um, yeah. 
yeah, but I, you know, afterwards we all kind of had that shared experience and there's something to be said for that, even in a community event where, like you said, someone may be pushing themselves to the limit and not doing the same thing as someone else, but they're still pushing themselves, right? And you yeah. just feed off other people's energy, head yeah. down working. I love it. Yeah. We had such a great event here. And like you said, we had people of all different fitness levels from all different areas of Winnipeg, all different experiences. And you, you le- that's how you learn, right? Is being exposed to people that you may not otherwise have been exposed to. Yeah. And you see what else is out there fitness-wise. Like you get to challenge yourself with different things, see if you like it. Um, I remember my, my first, like, going to a CrossFit gym um, experience was after I had done a, a cycle cross race. I got invited uh, from Alex Patton from mm-hmm. uh, Shock Performance Nutrition. She in- invited me to come and do this uh, this workout. It was through Lululemon. So I went and did this this team workout, and it was a, a hell of a lot of fun. And it was just like running around with sandbags and just like some push-ups, some jumping uh, burpee pull-ups and stuff like that. And it wasn't super technical, but like, you know, ended up getting me into a bit more of the, the CrossFit style of workouts. I was already doing some of that stuff beforehand and didn't really realize that it was CrossFit. So, um, yeah, it just opens you up to a whole new community of people. And, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And even if you aren't doing the same same movements, like this morning when you were working out with Paul, you know, you weren't doing the exact same movements back and forth, but you were both, you know, kicking each other's butts back and forth and uh it was good like i saw him giving you those death glares when (laughs) you were finishing your like box over burpees or whatever and then he's like you know you're done already like shit i gotta get back to work yeah so and it was like let's put in the work for this period of time because we knew there was a time limit and you know we encouraged each other whether it be a death glance or you know just saying keep going Uh, he did the same for me so yeah we totally fed off each other it was great that's cool. Um, and yep. uh, sorry to cut you off, but one thing I've learned too about trying something new is everybody that is really passionate about their fitness or their sport is really welcoming to new people. CrossFit, climbing, uh, skiing, swimming, everything that I have done, if you meet people that do it um, and it really enjoy it and are part of that community, they want you to see what they love about it. So I know a lot of people get anxious about trying something new, but I have felt nothing but welcoming people in every new sport I've tried in Winnipeg. Like, it's unbelievable. But people want to teach you. They want you to love what they love. They love showing you what they do for fun. It's great. I've I've noticed that too. Whatever whatever I've done, whether it's been, like, adventure racing, triathlon, running, uh, like, trail running, uh, swimming, like... You end up becoming part of these groups and everyone's got their own sort of community and everyone feeds off of each other. Totally. You do end up getting like some of those elite level assholes yes. who yep. just yep. like, you know, you're not good enough to hang with me sort of thing and they hang with their little group or whatever. But for the most part, like, you know, the the triathlon community as a whole or the running group as a whole, like when you show up to to a run or to an event or whatever, like everyone's like chatting and and you run into people that you haven't seen in a while and they give you tips about how to get through the race and yeah yeah, like I recently last year I started doing Spartan races and it's such a great community too and people like give you just tips you know at the start line about like how to get through you know you're all you have this shared experience and and these are your competitors exactly but it's people that want you to love what they do as well and get through it too like it 
Exactly. Like you'll always get the hardcore people that all they do is their one sport. Yeah. And they're they not d- going to give you tips. Exactly. And they <laughs> do not remember when they st- when they were the beginner yeah. and, you know, could have used someone like that. But the major- vast majority of people really want you to love it. And to love it, they're going to help you see what they love in it. Yeah. You know? like and, and I think Winnipeg is amazing for that and has so many options of things to do. Whether, you know, summer, winter, indoor sports, outdoor sports, everything. That's awesome. There's a lot, lot of, lot of opportunity for sure, and that's what we want to promote in through the community events in Cranked is get people exposed to different things, different parts of the city, make connections with people to maybe you know can either continue on with what they've been exposed to or something else. Because a lot of people do a lot of things, and you know if you don't go out and try new things, you're never going to know if you love something. No, I totally agree. It's uh, there's a lot out there to do. There's a lot out there to try, and. It's, it's fun just being in all these different communities. And I, I look back at, I wanted to do a post about all the medals I have hanging on my wall at home. Like it would, I just got to like literally put them all on my arm and stretch it out and take a shot. And, and it's, it's not about all the medals. It's about all the days of training and the people I've met that have led up to that. And it's, it's not always about race day. Like it's, I look at those things. The and majority of it's not about race day. Yeah. They're, it's how you got there. They're all memories of like people that I've met along the way and people I still connect with and talk with, whether it's on, you know, Facebook or Instagram or, you know, they come into the gym and they're like, hey, like you're still doing this. You're like, I need to, I need to come in and, uh, you know, do what you're doing just mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, up my game sort of thing. Like a lot of people are getting to around my age, the 40, year, 40 <gasps> years old. 40, what's that like? And uh, <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> give, me, give me another few months and I'll Okay, let I'll me know you. When, you, when you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, once I get there, it's kind of like, you know, looking around at friends and people and they're just like, I got I to gotta do what you're doing. Like, whatever you're doing is working. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you eat well and, you know, train four or five, six days a week and uh, you don't have to kill it every day, but just move, just do something and, and you're going to be better than... You know, if you're just sitting around doing better nothing. than yesterday, Paul. Better than yesterday, Jill. So, <laughs> so with the um, getting back to some of the cranked events mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, like you've got one going on at the Winnipeg Wheelhouse tomorrow. Is it? We have a yeah. We um, tomorrow we are doing a, a private ride at yeah. Wheelhouse um, yeah. to thank all our vendors and our customers for the success we had in 2019. So That's we do that cool. once a year just to kind of reach out and thank people. And again, expose people that may not be exposed to a spin studio okay. to that. And um, we really like having events that combine community, um, thanking people and getting people, you know, moving. So we That's even cool. do that with the people we work with on a daily basis. So we really know that our business is built on partnerships and connections. And that's, you know, basically what we do in everything that we do. So we will have another community event coming up um, to raise money for ALS. We did a ride last year um, to do that. And we're going to have the second annual coming up in March as well. So that'll be posted soon for people to get involved in. Um, and yeah, we have a couple other things in the works in the next month or two. So definitely a full plate. No kidding. Mm -hmm. Events take so much, so much to plan. Um, They do, but it's so worth it when you get there and see people's faces after they've been involved in it. Um, It's it's really rewarding for me. Best best part of my days, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say time-wise, do you have an idea of how long it usually takes for you to like plan an event? Or how well, I do track my hours because yeah. I'm paid on an hourly rate. Yeah. Um, it really depends how big the event is and who I'm working with because sometimes okay. the person will just say, just take it yeah. and run with it. And because I'm really organized, I can get it done really quickly. Right. If the, you know, the event we're doing tomorrow, we have some you know, additional things to give out. So just coordinating pickups and deliveries and getting stuff coordinated takes a while. Um, sometimes, you know, setting up an Eventbrite and then, you know, reaching out to people to invite them takes a bit of time. But the overall event really only takes a couple hours to, to plan. The, yeah. more, the more challenging part is promoting it and getting people, yeah. you know, aware of it. So thank you for giving me that opportunity here. But we do a lot of that on Instagram as well. Um, and we're going to be updating our website, too, to make sure that events that we're doing are posted there, too, so that people really are aware of them. But we love our community sharing with the, you know, with their friends and, and their community to bring people out. So um, just come to one. You'll, you'll want to come to all of them after yeah. that. Cool. Yeah. So, Jill, let's talk about the donations aspect to uh, what you do with Cranked. So recently we had a fundraiser here for Give a Piece to Reese, and you gave a bunch of pieces of Cranked bars, a bunch of Cranked bars to people who came to participate. Um, one of our coaches, Allie, her, her cousin got checked in hockey and ended up suffering a spinal cord injury and, uh, and wasn't doing so great and she asked if we could do a, a fundraiser here and I said like without thinking about it like yeah let's do it I I saw what my brother went through with his accident um, on a motorcycle years ago and just not being able to to walk being told that you know you're never you're never going to walk again and all the limitations you're going to have he busted his ass for seven months in in the hospital going to physio three times a day and um he got a he got a lot of function back stuff that he was told he wouldn't get um he's not a hundred percent but he's he's a hell of a lot better off than he was so you know any any type of these fundraisers um that can help people maybe they don't have the coverage or anything like that 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 uh they can get through like mpi or whatever if it's not uh a vehicle-related accident, um, any any type of these fundraisers help. So we definitely uh, are very, very thankful that you guys at Crank stepped up and uh, were able to come and help support the, the event. So kind of tell us a bit about that side of things for you. Yeah, so like you said, that was something that was planned really short notice. And when you reached out to ask if we wanted to be involved, by all means, we said, yeah, for sure. Um, Cranked loves being part of our community. We know that our community supports us and we want to give back as much as we can. Um, and this was definitely the forefront of um, people's minds when it happened because it was so shocking. Something that people do every day that could touch so many people's lives. And like you said, it's such a long road. Um, it's the forefront of people's mind at the beginning when they hear about it. And then you realize it's for life for him, for his family. And we are very happy to be involved in that. Um, we do get involved in a lot of community events that people are putting on. So um, as I said earlier, if you are looking for donations for an event, whether it be a charity or um, a race or a fitness event that you're putting on, um, by all means, just get in touch with me uh, or Cranked and um, we'll look at the donation. And we want to do as much as we can and be involved as we can. Obviously, we can't do everything. We are a small business, but um, as much as we can, we will provide either samples to your event or bars or prize packs, um, and we love being a part of that and getting people involved as well. So um, promoting the event on our Instagram or our social media so that we can 
you know, get people involved as well and, and come out and support. And you had a great event, and we are so happy to be a part of it too. Yeah, we had an amazing turnout for a very short uh, window to be able to promote it. I think we only had about a week or so, and uh, Ali ended up putting it together. We had a lot of help and support from our coaches here, which was great, and then from, from you guys at Cranks, and we had people calling in or messaging us just like, hey, can we, you know, give you some donations for this? Because uh, we did some raffle prizes and stuff. And and it was, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't here for it. I was out of the country. But uh, yeah, every, I, yeah. <laughs> everyone had uh, a great time and, uh, yeah, kept kept hearing about it and seeing some of the stories on social media. And it was it was really cool to yeah, see. Yeah, and like, like a lot of other CrossFit boxes came out to support and a lot of other hockey players yeah. and just like it brought the friends and community you know. together for sure yeah. in different different areas of the city and and different you know sports and you know different communities for sure all came out to support him which was great because it will be a long road yeah i um i was out i was at a competition recently and i had a bunch of athletes that were competing and it's not from our gym but from other gyms come and say that they took part in uh the fundraiser and they said that it was really well run and they were they've never been a part of a workout where there's like 70 other people doing the same workout and they're like it ran smoothly like everyone you know was having a good time and and breaking a good sweat and they're like yeah you got a you got a good team everything ran ran smoothly and uh and went well and, and that was our cool. experience here when we did our community event it yeah. was over 40 people and yeah. yeah we had everybody working their butts off and yeah. getting a good sweat in so yeah, plan, plan for success, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That you know, if you plan for the right number of people, you'll you'll figure it out for sure. Yeah, I find uh, you had mentioned like you know you ha you have to be you got to figure out who you got to make the donations to and stuff like that. I know as a small business, we get a lot of requests for donations to probably less than you guys do, but uh, it's amazing the volume we get. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. Like it's we get a lot of people asking for stuff, and it's. It's tough. Like, you want to say yes to everyone, but at the same time, I'm like, I try to keep it to members or people, like, family members of members mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So we try to keep it close rather than, like, um, if the if you, the municipality is asking for stuff or whatever, if uh, for Canada Day events and stuff like that, then we're definitely going to do that. But I know when it's just people that, you know, we don't know at all, it's it's it makes it tougher. Like, you know, want to try to keep it close, but... Uh, yeah, and we try and do it for people that are involved with us, either sponsored athletes or people that, you know, vendors that purchase our, our bars, um, events that we're super passionate about that we also either raise funds for or um, awareness for. So yeah. definitely, I, like I said, we'd love to be able to do everything, but we can't. So yeah. um, sometimes we have to make choices. Yeah. And I, you guys reached out to us too. Like I think we posted something, and then you you reached out rather than like we didn't. I think it was a mutual. Let's just get involved in this because cool. this is so great. It touched so many people. There's so many people that play hockey mm -hmm. in and around Winnipeg that it. I think it it hit home for a lot of people. How yeah. how fragile you know health is. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, with. I wanted to kind of talk about your your training. So, mm -hmm. like recently, you've you've started here at Stark. Kind of went through some base camp sessions. Um, Had a really hard coach. Yeah, cleaned he up. Still hasn't taught me how to camp. Cleaned up some of your spastic rowing <laughs> and uh, and movement. She she's pretty strong. Like she, she you're like strict everything. I am strict everything. Yeah. Yep. So yep. we gotta we've got to work on some of that kipping stuff. Mm -hmm. So no, definitely. I uh, like to make it harder than it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> 
nothing wrong with that. Hashtag there's, growth, yeah. Yeah, there's, I remember that like, we've had several members in the past, like guys who are like, oh, I don't need to learn how to kip. I can do strict all day. It's like, all right, let's see. So, yeah, let's see if you do 40 in a row. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know. Um, Paul's never threw a comp with me where I was doing strict everything, so he knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two strict <laughs> and, yeah. Hey, I can no, do like 10, no, but it took forever. Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. There's... You know what, uh, having that strength, that takes a lot of time to build up. That's not like a month or two months no. or three months. This no. is like years of, of strength sitting in front of me right here. So Almost a fall. <laughs> almost, I, yeah. I always tell people, like people, if I post, you know, I have a private Instagram, but I do post a lot of my fitness and workouts that other people video for promotion of their classes or their events. Um just because it's a passion of mine. Um, and people always think that, you know, as a female, doing a pull-up is such a challenging movement. And it, I always tell people, it took me a year, a, a to year get to strict. get one strict pull-up. Yeah. I did so much work. It was, it was one of those goals where I was like, yeah, I really want to get a pull-up. And it is not easy. And it took me a long time. Yeah. And it goes away really fast if you don't do them. So... Um, it's definitely the hard work for sure. It's not something that comes naturally to me. Um, and yeah, I've just put in years of work. So I always tell people, don't, don't think this is, is going to come easy to you. You have to put in the work for sure. So were you pretty, pretty lean and fit to begin with when you started doing those pull-ups? Uh, like I, pull I was all, I always, um, played sports when I was growing up and I always say like I'm a Jill of all trades. I'm not really great at anything, but I can do everything kind of pretty well um or everything <laughs> exactly um a crossfitter no. <laughs> exactly but I don't care yeah so I do those yeah. I do those with a full ass um no I always you know I did a ton of things growing up and I was a master of none but did a lot of um sports and I played soccer for 30 plus years and um You're only 30 years old I How know I know if I'm a baby <laughs> Um, I didn't really get into lifting and weights until university. Yeah. Um, and at that point I was really just doing like boot camp classes. So nothing heavy. Um, a lot of, um, Body cardio. Stuff, yeah. yeah. A lot of cardio and step aerobics back in the day. And, um, I really didn't get into lifting until probably I started my first job full time and felt super, um, like sitting at a desk all day. And so I joined a gym and started lifting. And so, no, I've, I mean, I've probably done it for 10 years and then really have only done CrossFit for about a year and then have recently come back to it. Um, but I do a lot of other things, too. So Yeah, you post a lot of, like, boot camp stuff and strength stuff. I do. Stuff I have, like I'm really lucky to have a great group of friends, and some of them have classes themselves and have exposed me to other things. So that's why I took up Spartan Racing and... I do, um, like, an obstacle course racing class. I do a lifting class. Um, I climb once a week. I boulder, um, which is really hard for me. Um, I like to just muscle through stuff. I have no grace on the wall, but it's something that's coming for sure. Um, but you I have to learn how to use the legs. Exactly. The arms exactly. will give up at one point. <laughs> exactly. That's why yeah. I do strict pull-ups, so I can just climb up the wall. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do a lot of other things as well that kind of add to functional fitness. Um I'm not really one, like I said, to be only into one um, type of fitness or one sport at one time because I get really bored and I really don't want to be, I don't necessarily think I need to be the best at something. I just want to be able to do a lot of things. And like I said, you get exposed to a lot of great people in different communities and different fitness communities and that's what I love. So, It's, well, 
I think what we do here is it kind of gets you ready for everything. And, you know, you doing your, your strength work and your boot camp and all that kind of stuff outside of here, like everything, it just makes you well-rounded. And if somebody wants to go for a trail run or a swim or mountain biking or road riding or whatever, like you can just pick it up and go, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, like I came back here for our community event um, and realized how much I l missed CrossFit. Because right after that, Paul's like, let's let's get a workout in. And we decided that workout was going to be a competition, which was the first CrossFit competition I did. Um, after taking time <laughs> off from CrossFit. <laughs> after taking a lot of time off from CrossFit. Um Paul, you know, took me on as a partner and was horrified by my rowing and snatch. And, um, but the rest is history. We had a great time that day and I, I really kind of, it reignited my love for CrossFit. And only because I'm a super competitive person too, um, with myself and want to do better and realized, coming back to CrossFit, realized that I missed that type of intense workout. Um, and just the Olympic lifting I missed and uh, working on accessory work and kind of technique that I don't get in the rest of my workouts. Yeah. So it's, like you said, it's great to be well-rounded and do this kind of workout every once in a while, get really tired and have a good sweat and and realize what you need to work on, I think, too. Yeah. Some of that stuff is, you know, it might happen during class. It might happen, like, after class, you doing some accessory work or whether it is, you know, working on some kipping drills and stuff like that uh, with the class structures, everyone's got different weaknesses. So it's it's not like we're going to work on strict pull-ups every day of the week sort of thing. If someone wants to get a strict pull-up, it's, uh, you know, it, maybe you end up missing that day where we're doing strict pull-ups or something like that. So there's always ways to, you know, put in that extra work, staying after class, coming a little bit beforehand, um, talking to coaches, like giving giving you some drills for kipping, which we kind of got to go over and... <laughs> You know, with the with the strength that you have, you're you're probably going to pick them up very quickly. So, you know, I think just spending a little bit of time working on some of that stuff is is definitely going to give you more tools in your toolbox, so that when you are doing you know workouts, whether it's here or outside of here, it'll help to make you a bit more well-rounded. If you're going to be doing you know workout in um, in the park or whatever, you can be like kick up against a tree and do some kipping pull-ups, or you know in your backyard or whatever, like or kipping push-ups. Uh, handstand push-ups, stuff like that. There's there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do when you add more more tools to your toolbox. Yeah, and I think one thing people may not know about CrossFit and Stark in particular is that there's so many modifications you can do. Everybody is definitely not at the same level um, or comes in from a workout and is tired from either their day or the workout they did the, the previous day. And there's so many modifications that you can do and still have a great workout. So yeah. that that's something that, you know, I, I modify too. Um, even though I've been quote-unquote, working out for years. Uh, there's a lot of things that, <laughs> given the day, I may need to use a kettlebell instead of dumbbells or a, not the barbell because yeah. I don't have the technique yet. But Definitely. I, that, that was me modifying heavily on Thursday morning. I, I did not sleep at all Thursday night, and uh, I was, like, up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm staring at the clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, 4.30. That's, and like, like, what time I get up every day. Yeah. I'm just you should have like, texted me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could have caught up. Yeah. So I am uh, like, hey, get your ass out of bed. Ended up uh, coming to the 6 a.m. class, and I showed up before Justin, who was coaching. And then uh, everyone's like, oh, where's Justin? Where's Justin? I'm like, I, I just couldn't sleep. I was here. I'm here to work out. Yeah, here to not work to out. Coach. And then uh, and then Justin comes in, and people are like, hey, the boss is here. What's going on? What's wrong? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm just, I just couldn't sleep. Guys, like, I can't yeah. sleep. Yeah. So ended up doing the workout. 
Um, and how did you know, feel after you did it? You know what? The, the plan was just to come in, to move, not kill it. Uh, I ended up like scaling some movements or I, I picked some different movements to do. And I was just like, I felt so good after and just hung around, chatted with some of the 6 a.m. crew afterwards, which was great. Um, and, uh, and we were just talking about like, you know, like, hey, would you like to come to more like 6 a.m. classes and stuff? And I said, I would love to. Um, I think for, for my schedule, like some days I'm here till like 7, 7.30, 8.30 at night. And by the time I go home and, you know, see Lori and Lexa and read Lexa's stories and put her to bed and stuff like that. Like if I'm going to it's bed at, day. yeah, 10.30, 11 o'clock, sometimes 11.30, like I, I would ideally like to go to bed at 9 o'clock, get up at 5, come do the 6 a.m. class, do a little accessory work after, and then boom, have the rest of the day. But, um... Schedule-wise, it's yeah, it doesn't doesn't work for me right now, and I'd have to get that dialed in. But it felt so good having it done early in the morning, and then you can just go on and like crush the rest of your day. And even if that that workout in the morning wasn't killer, I'm you know the the older I get now, <laughs> the, the <laughs> more I believe like you don't have to go 100% all the time. Like and you that, can't. That you, your body will not let you go 100% no. all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much of a dial, but even <laughs> I know, and I'm I'm dealing with an injury right now, so my body um, told me I should slow down, and then screamed at me, and then basically prevented me from doing things. So I wasn't listening initially. Um, but you have to listen to your body, and and you know better than anybody else. And if you've done a hard workout and need a day to scale back, do it. No, I totally agree with that. If yeah. it's, it's about consistency, right? So if you're coming every day and, or, you know, four or five times a week and doing your workout, that's what's going to pay dividends. It doesn't have to be going 120% every day, no. even though I'd love to. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, you can't, you can't. You have to have, you know, depending on your age, <laughs> uh, you have to and your lifestyle where you yeah. where you have stress in the rest of your life for like sure. you know if you're not sleeping and yeah. or you're not eating well for some reason or you have a lot going on in the rest of your life you have to take that into consideration too you will not recover well exactly so, yeah. exactly and you're not going to be better the next day so no not going to be better than yesterday although <laughs> I don't sleep a lot and I still work out but I agree with you I I'm a morning person and yeah. I think the morning is the best part of the day and I love getting up doing my workout I just feel like I'm ready to go for my day after that and sometimes you don't get it in at the end of the day because things may not go as planned no yeah. no definitely I I know if I plan on jumping in on a 4.30 class, somebody walks in to check out the gym or whatever, like that's first priority. I'm not going to be like, hey, yeah, I'm going to do a workout, come back later. It's exactly. like, yeah, whatever, douchebag, I'm not coming back. <laughs> exactly. So, you, so you have to make yourself a priority, and yeah. some of that is going to bed earlier, saying no to certain things, delegating to people, and then, you know, fitting it in when you can, and when you consistently know it's going to happen. No, I agree. And some people don't want to get out of bed in the morning to do it. But trust me, try it for a week. Be strict for a week. You'll love it after that. Yeah, it takes a bit of time. Just like anything, you got to put in the work and just be be strict and make yourself do it even if you don't want to. Yeah, and you may be uncomfortable yep. for a while. It's all good. And that's where the growth happens. Agreed. Mm -hmm. The growth in the game. That was deep. Yep. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> um, we had to get at least around a little bit. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned that you went to an Onnit seminar. I did. In I did. Texas. I did. I went to Austin in the beginning of January. Yeah. Um, so I love fitness. I love being a part of the community. I love learning, challenging myself. So um, 
one of my friends from Toronto is a personal trainer, and we had gone to Austin last year. Just We make these fitness vacations for ourselves, so we pick a new city, and we go and try out a bunch of gyms, and one of the ones we tried was on it, and they have an amazing gym in Austin, um, and they just have a philosophy about life that I think we both really connected to while we were there. And so she said she was going to do a fundamentals class and said, come along. So I went for a weekend. The course was all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And we learned a lot just about movement and um, their philosophy on movement and lifestyle and balance and, you know, taking care of yourself. They focus a lot on mobility and learning the movements from scratch. So even if you think you know yeah. how to do a deadlift, they start from scratch. And Always do it better. Exactly. And there was about 30 people in the class. I'd say about two-thirds were in the fitness industry, either trainers or physios or, yeah. yeah. Um, but it didn't matter. We started from scratch with everybody. And I think everybody had so many things to take away. And then we started adding on tools. So we added kettlebells and maces and steel clubs and... Um, TRX and battle ropes and I just learned so much and you know it's body awareness and it's movement it's mobility and um, just new ways to move which is really great so it was a really fun weekend again made a ton of connections with people yeah. um, my friend and I were thinking of going to Boulder next because we met a guy that lives there and it would be a great city to go try stuff out too no yeah so Such an active place. exactly so it was just it was a great way to learn get a vacation in and get some fitness in so it was it was really fun cool. mm -hmm. so what was your biggest takeaway from that weekend then well they use um, kind of some cues to put people in a deadlift position, which is which was really fun. Um, they kind of, they, they um, cue you with Superman first. So that's kind of the pulling back of the shoulders and opening the chest, like you were Superman and showing your S on your shirt. And then to stick your butt out to start the hinge, they would say Instagram, because there's a lot of people that post their butts on Instagram. So they would just say Superman Instagram and then um, everybody gets in the right position. So that was a big takeaway. But the, the other big takeaway I think was just um, getting out there and learning new things for me. And it was in fitness, but it kind of applies to all things in your life. Um, there were so many trainers there that said, we've never used battle ropes this way, or we've never used kettlebells this way. I had never used um, steel clubs, which yeah. are so much harder than they appear at 10 yeah. pounds. Oh, um, just sure. having an offset weight yeah. um, and doing things unilaterally. And, you know, it kind of just brings out things in your body that maybe are... Um, offset or you need to work on mobility issues, that kind of thing. And it really just brought all of that to light because yeah. you're doing something for, you know, all day and a lot of movement and it's not heavy weight and you're not doing a ton of reps, but you actually get tired doing it. And then you realize, oh yeah, I probably have a weakness in this area. Um, something I really need to work on. And it just kind of learning something like that and being around people who want to learn just re-energizes me too. So yeah. taking a vacation, but also learning and getting new ideas was just, it's just... It gets you out of a funk, even if you're not in a funk. Yeah. It just, yeah, yeah, it just gets you thinking and energized. So that was a big takeaway for me, too. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I love going to, to weekend seminars and just kind of, like you said, it gets you ignited about training again. And, you know, it's it was always funny when I would go and do a lot more seminars and I'd come back and people would be like, oh, great. Paul, like, when did another kettlebell seminar? Exactly. So that's all we're going to yeah. hear about. Yeah. So, but it's cool. Like, when you can go and you learn something and apply it right away. And that I'm a huge believer in don't go and do it unless you're going to apply it because otherwise it's just a waste. Um, yeah, you might get something from it. You might learn something from it. But mm -hmm. if you're not applying it, you're not, you're not kind of 
greasing the groove and, and, you know, applying it to your craft and stuff like that. So yeah, you don't want to go away and just forget all of it after. Yeah. Their philosophy, too, just their outlook on living a healthy lifestyle and how they build their business and leadership mm-hmm. also hit home for me because I do have a full-time job that is out of the fitness industry, but you can apply leadership skills and outlook to kind of every aspect of your life. Um, And they talked about, you know, you're not a leader because someone gives you a title or someone puts you at the front of the room. You're a leader based on how you act and what you teach people and how you empower people. And that hits home for me a lot in a lot of aspects of my life. Um, So just, I made a connection with that as well. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, I think that was a good podcast. I was, I was, I know you were worried about that. You're <laughs> like, hey, I listened to the DJ one. How do I follow? Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, if I can DJ, follow that DJ, you were so up. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, I, I don't think my life is super interesting or exciting. Like, I think it's exciting, but other people aren't going to. But um, I'm really passionate about being involved with Cranked and all the things that we do and would love to hear from listeners if you're involved in something and want Cranked to be involved in it as well. If you haven't tried our bars, they are in the fridge at Stark. So if you're a member here, come dry them. And yeah, you will get, you just have to have one taste and um, you can go to our website to see where you can find them. You can stop by the shop and meet Cheryl um, or email me at events at crankedenergy.com and if you have questions. Yeah, I, they are amazing bars. I And they're good for you. And no they're fresh. Yeah. And it's real, real food. Real food, real energy. I, I like open packages up, lick them, and put them back. <laughs> I seal them up. And if you have a peanut allergy, <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. But for all those peanut butter lovers out there, you will be addicted. So good. My favorite flavor is espresso with is coffee it? in the morning. Why? Really? What's yours? Okay. I let's see. I would have the Oreo is pretty amazing. Cookies and cream. Yeah, Oreo. And then there's um, the coconut and peanut butter. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be... That's our standard. That's yeah. our actually biggest seller. And that was the first one that it was invented, was. wasn't it? It was. The f- 72 recipes. Tries. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how can people find you and reach out to you again, Jill? Uh, on Cranked Energy on Instagram, our handle is Cranked Energy. You can always message there, or you can email me at events at crankedenergy.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add? Words of no, wisdom? No, I have no words of wisdom. No eat nothing. cranked, eat cranked, and try new things. <laughs> yeah, okay. and message me if you wisdom. if you want to do something. I always say yes. Yeah. I always try anything, <laughs> once at least. Once at least, maybe yeah. twice. Maybe twice. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank Thanks. you for taking your time to uh, come and chat. And come, with us. come check out Stark. I work yeah. out here every once in a while. Every once in a while. <laughs> and I will be your a partner. Times a I week. need a new yeah. partner. Anyone yeah. named Paul? Yeah, yeah. She's I've been up through all the Pauls here and just killing them. So. Yeah. Anyways. Thank you. Thanks again, Jill. Have a great day, everyone. And uh, hopefully this podcast, you can pull something from it, learn something from it, and hopefully it'll make you a little bit better than yesterday. Thank you for listening to Better Than Yesterday podcast. If you like our shows, head over to the iTunes store and drop us a rating. If there's anyone that you want to hear on our shows or any topics you want us to cover, also reach out to us and let us know, and we'll do our best to get it done.